Welcome to the Waffle and Taylor's podcast. This is part two of a wonderful discussion that we had with Chief. With me is Squidgy. Say hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. And with me is Chief. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Your Hi. turn. You try. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. Hello. And we're about to jump into part two of our discussion on some stuff with uh, Chief. If you haven't heard part one, go back and listen to part one. It's on the website, waffleandtailors.rocks. Um, go to uh, in your pod chaser and listen to the previous episode. If you want to hear more of Chief, go back to our demo episode, episode zero, which we titled 53 Games in 63 Minutes. Um, go have a listen to that because he was on that then. Uh, it has now been pretty much six months since we recorded that episode. We are halfway through a year of Waffle Intelligence. How amazing does that sound? Right? So go back to that one, listen to the original demo episode, and then listen to this episode and realise how much better this sounds. Then listen to part one of this series of episodes, then listen to this episode again, because why not? And then, uh, yeah, do that. Right. So, <laughs> so, so half a year of Waffle Intelligence podcast, from the bottom of my heart, I can only say, I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. You're sorry. I have to edit these, so I'm going to listen to this about four times. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Here comes part two of our discussion with uh, Chief. Uh, cue the music. Jump in and, and say well, well again. What, well, what 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 games have you played? Then? Well, recently, well, yeah. I've done I've done a couple well, of things. Um, How about I answer whilst whilst Squidgy's having? Sure, a yeah, sure. Gaprog Gaprog Gaprogman. Gaprogman. Oh, do you want to ask Squidgy? I don't mind. Let's, let's, no, let's, no. Let's, well, let's, well, let's let's ask you first because mine's going to lead on to many other things. So, have you been playing any games recently, Gaprogman? Okay, so um, the last time we recorded, which is coming out after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I talked about how I was playing Final Fantasy on my GPDXD. <laughs> it was a bit naff. The original Final. The Final. original, the original first Final Fantasy. Why would you do that? Well, Why I wouldn't you do that? You're missing out, Chief. <laughs> I fancied, I fancied giving it a go. You know, it'd been a while. I so. think I have it on the DS. Yeah, well, that's. I think. Yeah, that that. Uh, no, uh, what's the third one? Oh, that's oh, okay, the third okay. one. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Did have a job so, system? So I was playing the Game Boy yeah, Advance re-release yeah. of the NES version, but on my GPDXD. I keep bringing up the GPDXD. Mm. Remind me, Squidgy. I need to, we, I or you and me need to write a blog post about the GPDXD. You heard it here first, folks. At some point after this episode has gone live, there will be an ep- that, That's yeah. Within within a week or two of this episode going live, I pledge to write about the GPDXD. How's that? That's that sorted. May so, or may not be true. Battery's not included. <laughs> I may put uh, back this. I may put releasing this episode back by two years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, um, so the GPDXD is a Nintendo DS form factored. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's an Android tablet. Sure. With the pad attached to it. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. So the the upper half is a screen. It's a touchscreen tablet. The bottom half is basically a controller mm. with like the Nintendo the SNES 
layout on it, but with two shoulder buttons and a bunch of extra buttons for stuff, uh, and a uh, an analog stick. So I've been playing final. I had been playing Final Fantasy for the GBA on that because that because it's an Android tablet that lets me play retro video games through emulators mm-hmm. all the way up to and including the Sega Saturn mm-hmm. and Dreamcast. So it plays a wide variety, um, and I finished that. Hooray! No. Um, and then, uh, so I finished that, and then I started playing um, Alien 3 for the SNES. The Mega Drive version? Oh. <laughs> the Abattoir level. Abattoir level. I've certainly heard that now. <laughs> it's, it's a, a lot of the games in the Mega Drive had um, music in that style, especially Road Rash. Mm. From my point of view, the the the, the music that the, the, I know you guys are mentioning old game music that you really enjoyed, but I only really remember. Oh, maybe Mario, maybe Mario. I, I probably started enjoying Mario music for for some reason, just something to hum along to. But only re- the only pieces of music I really, really, really did like from uh, games were were the Final Fantasy ones from from seven. And mm. um, I remember going through a phase of really liking Zanakan as well, which is. That's ten, but the nice piano piece is a nice piece of music. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my tangent. Yeah, so it just didn't have it didn't have the music. It very atmospheric. Yes, but it just so. and it, it stuck more to the story of the movie. Yeah, like We're on um, like the arena. Yeah, yeah. So like when you finish, it's, it's weird hmm. because the NES version of Alien Three is the Mega Drive version. The Sega Master System version is the Mega Drive version. It's the NES version? Yep. I've got one missing. And the Mega Drive version is the Mega Drive version. The SNES version is completely different because it's this mission-based game. And it sticks more to, to the story of Alien 3. So, like, is it still graphically the same? No. No, they're, they're, yeah, they're not gra- they're not graphically the same, but it's the same sort of ideas. Oh, okay, okay. The same levels, the same playthrough, the same idea. Um, and... So hopefully I'm not going to spoil Alien 3 at this point for anyone. Spoilers. Yeah, we'll just... Let's just take a, a half second. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rumour Control. So now that we've come out of the spoiler break, um, although, like I say, 1995 Alien 3, so I'm not going to spoil a brand new movie, you know what I mean? But, yeah, the plot of Alien 3 is they kind of clone Ripley. She's on this planet full of convicts. Is it not the clone? No, no that's Alien that's Resurrection. Resurrection. Sorry, yeah. She so crash lands that's on That's right, yeah, yeah. So prison Alien, planet. Yeah, so Ripley's escape pod crash lands on a, on a prison, uh, basically on Australia. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Without the, 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 yeah, the shrimp, prisoner colony. The shrimp there. Everyone's uh, well, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. sheer so she, ball because of the ticks. Yeah, because yeah, so they so they crash land on this prisoner colony. Because of the, the, the what? This this on the planet is is covered in ticks, and it oh. gets in your hair, so you shave everything. Yeah. Oh. Everything. Okay. So yeah, so she's on the planet. She's you know there's one xenomorph on the planet with her, which was one of the chestbusters that came out of either Newt or um, Dog. It came out of a cow, didn't it? it was oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's one other xenomorph on the planet. It's basically alien 
but on a planet rather than mm. being in space. Um, and mm. yeah, and at the end of the movie, it turns out that Ripley's been infected. She's got a chest buster in her. Oh, it starts to break out of her chest, and she jumps into the molten lava of the of the of the planet just because then it wipes out the yeah. And the Mega Drive version and the the well the video games don't follow that. They're like, yes, run and gun and save everybody, yay, and you win, hooray! <laughs> it literally ends. Ripley saved everyone. She walks off. Yeah, yes, which is fair enough because you don't want to ruin the the big surprise at the end of the film. Yes, but this one sticks a little bit more closely to it because you know you have it's less of an actiony uh, action arcadey game. It's of very suspenseful, run, run, run. isn't it? Yeah, when you die, you die. It's it's not permadeath, but you do you do still have like three lives. But when you run out of ammo, so, sorry, sorry, I, I, I just had an impression of you actually dying in the game and not being able to use the cartridge anymore. Yeah, right. that's that's a, <laughs> that should be a thing you die once in the couch yeah, yourself call this number um, call yeah. the Nintendo helpline give us your credit card details we'll give you the code to God no. no 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 no, no. Do don't let that get out do you know what Holy crap I think this will be years next tactic after the there after are, the there are loot games, box like, thing uh, is it is it the, the latest Metal Gear Solid where you have to pay, pay ten dollars ten for another save slot yeah oh that's brilliant but yeah, uh, there, there, there are games that have proper permit. Once you die, you're dead. Yeah. You have to start a brand new game. Sit, bro, like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to talk about some <laughs> yeah. of those with Jay Z, not the Jay Z, unaffiliated Jay Z, unaffiliated Jay Z. So yeah, I've been playing those two games. So that was Final Fantasy and Alien Three. Right. But I've also been playing Earthworm Jim because why not? Why not? Really? Yeah, it's just like launching the launching the car into space because why? We join our hero Earthworm Jim and his faithful sidekick Peter Puppy as they dangle from a cliff on the planet of unusually tall things. Exactly. They don't make games like that anymore, do they? No, what a TV show. I, I think I think perhaps we're in we're in a world where you can't release an absurd game anymore. Which is like, a real shame, unless it's Earth, an indie title. Earthworm Jim, yeah, exactly. Earthworm Jim was completely absurd. Yeah, it's a it's a worm in a spacesuit rescuing his girlfriend from Princess Princess from, What's her name? Yeah, his his girlfriend Princess, literally called Princess What's her name, mm-hmm. from Queen Slug for a butt. Oh, I thought you were going to do the full name then. You know what? Take a second, find the name, say the full name. There is a slightly absurd game which I'm going to get because it just it just sounds. Really, really intriguing. This it's, is... it's a very cartoony type game, and it's Agatha, Agatha something it's called. And it's basically you play as a ten-year-old, okay? And this ten-year-old lives above a butcher's. She loves meat, and she loves animals, but she doesn't want the animals to be afraid of her because she's a butcher. So sure. the way she gets around this is someone convinced her to create her own re- her own religion called carnivorism where she convinces the animals to sacrifice themselves under the name of, the, I think it's the Great Slaughtering Pig, <laughs> to sacrifice themselves so that they don't have to be afraid while it's around her. And it's a really weird way to... to it's, it's a bit of a twisted story, but it's, it involves a lot of things like um, different sides to mental health and all the rest of it. And it's a very weird indie title, which I'm, I'm f- fully going to get. Um... But it's, it's the indie titles. It's it's the the more unique, strange ones. And in a similar vein to, um, I might have mentioned this before, but I won't go too much into it. But if you ever played Frambo, I have not. That is that is. Oh. By the end of that game, 
by the fully end of the game, you don't know where they're coming or going. And it's it's got a lot of puzzles in it, but it's very sort of... It's through the eyes of a nine-year-old, I think. And she's... She she gets into very strange and scary situations, but she's got the curiosity of a nine year old. Mm, mm. So she approaches puzzles in a certain way, which is really weird. Um, but th- that that way, th- there are upset, not upset, but different. In, mm. uh, on, uh, that's the the beauty of indie games. Yeah, you can release something that's a little bit upset and out there, and it can get a cult following. Aye, yes. So to follow up from what Squidgy said about. Uh, Queen Slug for a butt from from Earthworm Jim, and I'm going to mess this up as soon as I start. But Queen Slug for a butt from Earthworm Jim. Her full name is the Evil Queen, pulsating, bloated, festering, sweaty, pus-filled, malformed Slug for a butt. <laughs> now imagine Psycho. Uh, imagine Psycho, one of one of the antagonists of the game, right? Who was a crow in a spacesuit with a thick New Jersey accent saying that all in one go. Always made me laugh. Exactly, right? And it's just really silly. And that's what's great about it. I love absurd stuff, right? And 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 so yeah, I've been playing Earthworm Jim because it's stupid and there's no there's no it doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to make sense. Like mm. Earthworm Jim you couldn't make these days because it's too absurd. Mario you couldn't make these days because it's too too stupid. They still have Mario. They have the new Mario games, but you yes. couldn't like you could not create a brand new title. Mm. That was that that was basically Super Mario Brothers. I see. I see what you're yeah, saying. I see what you're saying. Scratch, yeah. you like do a plumber yeah. from New York is trans tr- transported to a a, yes. a kingdom made of mushrooms, where he has to step <laughs> on goombas, which are big heads with small feet, to yes. rescue a princess from a dragon. Isn't it? Oh yeah, I guess. And yes, yeah, officer, yeah. I haven't been smoking anything. Exactly, but it couldn't be done. It couldn't yes. be done because we're in that we're in a world where video games, for, for one reason or another, have to be serious. Why? Yeah. So much yeah, more fun yeah. if they're not serious. They do, don't they? Or they, they they have the they have the they have the feeling of that, don't they? It. I, I don't think uh, it's they have to be serious. It's they have to make sense. And Earthworm Jim, it, its core doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, it does. It does. Earthworm Jim, at its core, is you are a. The the words you used to describe it don't make sense. But you are an earthworm trapped in a soup in a space suit, suit yeah. in a spacesuit, and you have to rescue a princess from an evil queen. I mean, it comes across as a little silly, doesn't it? Yeah. But uh, uh, I mean, the the chief <laughs> the chief purpose of a game surely to be uh, good gameplay and good entertainment value. Yeah. And if it does that, well, it succeeded as a game, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I know what you're saying. The general trend is to to move away from perceived silliness, isn't it? Um, but, you, you need silliness. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, so you can't, you can't have super serious games all the time, do you? Not you? Yes. Mm. Um, so I think those are the games I've been playing recently. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones I've been playing recently, and they, they've been loads of fun. I've mm. got to say, you know. Revisiting those games and like um, as part of the first level of Earthworm Jim, you have to launch a cow into space. Yes, why because not? it's yeah. stupid. You know, yeah, you yeah. pick up was... pigs to place them on weights to lift things to get through to the next yeah. area of the game. Was... Because of course you do. I, I was going to say, it's a running joke would, in the comments. Would Rayman yeah. still be yeah. considered along those lines? Which one, sir? Uh, Rayman. Which one? 
Oh, Rayman, yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the, you know, uh, well, I don't know. I have, but you, you're rescuing what, what, the little, is it blue or purple things? Purple yeah, the little creatures. I guess so, yeah. Because, like, recently, there has been a Rayman sort of reimagining. Mm. Until that one, it moved away from being a platformer to be about the raging rabbits, didn't it? Oh, I don't time. know. I I only know of Rayman from In, insane rabbits from from, from yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. But it's it's recently come back to hmm, interesting. Well, all we have a game that I've got on the PS2, mm. where one of the one of the missions is you have to run really fast and push the analog sticks up and down. Mm. And I I I got blisters and cut all my thumbs, <laughs> and all the skin came off. So I had two massive gaping blisters on my thumbs. Mm. Playing games was very painful after that. Because <laughs> you're supposed to leave them. But they popped while I was playing it. Too much gaming. What you need to play are games that are fully based on statistics and reading menus. You dare. You dare. Which is much more. Much more. <laughs> we just need menus for games. The program mentioned it before. Said menus the game. Well, itself. it's a good thing because I mean the menu the, simulator. The, Do you know what? <laughs> I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before, right? If they released a creator character game. Oh yeah! Like yeah. I've done it for hours. Like yeah, yeah exactly right. The, so it's like the first bit of Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout, where you get to create what your character looks like mm. and what the clothes they wear, and you get to write their backstory, give mm. them a name, all that kind of stuff, and then you do it, and the game ends. Well, it's 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 it's, it's very appealing because I, I remember going through the Pillars of Eternity uh, character creation screen a lot of times. And I just don't really know what I want. <laughs> they say on the forums that you can't create a wrong character, but that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> so are you, are you indecisive yet impulsive? So you don't know well, what you well, want, but you want to I don't really know what... I don't really know how the... Well, I do have a vague idea how, how the stats were, but there's people that like to do min-maxing. And you, you, you know, that maximise the amount of effectiveness of a certain character, but mm. I aren't good enough to do that. So, so I create a general character, and, and then, then I realise you've done it wrong. Yeah, that's again, right. Yeah. yeah, and then and then so, so it I, it's, I see it's the, the beginning of the game over and over it's the again. Case of Bethesda. Yeah, oh, I want to do it this way. Oh God. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that now. And uh, but yeah. So is it my time to say what game? Well, I think it is. You've been waiting to talk new. about this. It's this, 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 this blazing, blazing what? Burning, burning, burning. Although that reminds me of blazing dragons. Um, I was going to say blazing saddles. It's essentially it's only it's only been two games that I've been playing. One I've been um, grinding on, so a time of replaying to get better things, and it can take a while. Is Diablo three? I'll mention that in a second. But I've been going on Fallout four, and I've decided that. Um, I want to get all four endings and I figured mm. out a way to do that on one, one save file and I thought while I'm doing that I might as well try and get some of the achievements that I never bothered with and getting the achievements on Fallout 4 has been kind of fun um, but some of it's included base building mm. and I thought what I'd do is because one, one of the DLCs is Vault 88 so you can carry your own vault and I thought I'll just you've got to clear out everything there's a lot of enemies in there clear out dig everything out break everything down then you can create your vault and I was having real trouble, especially last night because I couldn't sleep, so I was going on it. And I was having real trouble with it. And these are enemies that I normally didn't have trouble with. Now I'm, I'm currently playing a sniper, uh, sort of like a, a sneaky build, with the Deliverer, which is a, a silenced pistol. And I've got it in a certain way where if I shoot them from a distance and I'm still in sneak, I get massive bonuses. So as long as I'm sneaky, I can kill stuff in one or two hits. 
I kept getting killed. And it was really starting to annoy me. And it was like three o'clock this morning. And I, I wanted to swear, but I didn't. You know, and I thought, right, well, I'm, I thought after that, what I'll do is, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I can get a program to shoot a link. I thought I'll farm legendary weapons because mm. there's a way to do it. Mm. You, you sort of like your yeah, item lock things, you go to certain places. Um, the trick is you up the difficulty to one before survival, mm. so very hard. Mm. And that increases the chances of you getting a legendary um, enemy. Mm. so you don't have to reload the same save mm-hmm. that many times. So I started doing that instead. So I got to a, a particular place, and I saved it outside, and I thought, right, I've just saved it. I'll bump up the difficulty. Not realising that I played the game from the start all the way up to completed it once and then gone back to do other things on very hard. I think that's a good thing. I, think that's I a good didn't thing. have a clue. I think that's a good thing. It, and we, I only we... noticed it when I got to about level 40-odd. Yeah. The difficulty just ramped up. I couldn't I could kill things in one hit and they were more wary of where I was. Yeah. And it really started to annoy me. <laughs> I but, was saving it a lot more often. But don't you find, Squidgy, if, if, if you ramp the difficulty up, then you're more... I feel you're more immersed in it. Because, because, because it, like, let's say you play the game on easy. You can kind of like, um, and you go around one shot and everything. Well, especially and, in Fallout 4, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, you don't need to worry then, do you? You don't even need to worry about your inventory management. You don't need to worry about your your managing your weapons, etc. Yeah. And your health and stuff. But if you stick that thing on hard, then you're starting to have to consider these things. I, I got and to about... it makes it more immersive. I got to about level 40 and I found out that I could only go to certain parts of the other map. Mm. And then I found out I had to purchase separate skills and create a more diverse build and have more weapon around me. Because up yeah. until that point, I only had to deliver on me and that was doing the trick. And then I had to have a sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. And I had no bonuses for sniper skills. And then I had to have a close-range weapon. So I, I had a shotgun and put a silencer on it, mm-hmm. you know, because that makes sense. And then <laughs> I had um, I, I took a, a magnum with me because mm. I've, I've got, like, a um, gun nut up to top level. Mm. And I, I break down everything so I could just build all these enhancements. Mm. And it was really annoying me. And I would I had um, I had a follower. I had Kate with me. Love Kate. Brilliant. <laughs> She's just foul-mouthed. Brilliant. Really, really massive laugh. And um, I was really getting my butt whooped a lot. And I like a challenge in a game, but I like it to be fair. Mm. And Fallout 4 on very hard at certain points when you're doing certain things, it's not really fair. Mm. Um, which I'm pretty sure you can attest to. So some parts yeah. are like really over. Uh, the, pro- the problem with those difficulty spikes, I consider them relatively cheap because... It's, it it's, gets it's, to a point where it's, it's like copy paste. There's a legendary. There's another yeah. one. There's another, another one. Exactly. You're stabbing yourself. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of um, food, cooked food, grilled food on you. Yeah. And while you have a naval cannon as a weapon, you can, <laughs> you can wield a cannon as a weapon. <laughs> well, that's the first. You can also have a fat man that fires bowling balls. <laughs> I haven't tried that one yet, but I want to hit someone in the face with it. Anyway, back, back to the plot. So I've been doing that, and I've I've um, one of the achievements that I got that was quite. Um, quite happy about considering now that I look back I'm actually playing very hard as well is I got a set of perks mm. on the perk skill that let me capture good one of the DLCs you could capture um, creatures mm. and I had what was called beta wave emitters and I need to get specific perks for that and what it does is if you put them up mm. in your settlement which is Sanctuary Hills which I put on, on a, a little neon sign because I did a little bit, bit of base building. It says, Welcome to Sanctuary Hills, BYOB, which is Bring Your Own Beer. Um, I mm. put that up. And um, I had 
The, you know the Merlocks? I do, yes. I had various amounts of softshell Merlocks, normal Merlocks, Hunter Merlocks, Merlock Kings, and Glowing Ones. And I had about seven of them just wandering around. Yes. No one was paying any attention to them as the settlers were um, basically breakdancing on hobby horses. They were just all um, going around there. A little tip for anyone wanting to do this. Mm. Go back to Sanctuary often and make sure your generators don't break down. All right. If one of them breaks down and a beta wave emitter stops working, everyone just starts fighting your creatures. <laughs> when you have creatures, your defence goes through the roof because each creature gives you defence. But if one of them breaks down, the entire settlement will turn on all the creatures and all the creatures will turn on the settlement. I went back and there was a gunfight going on. Nice. <laughs> Which was good for me because I got a lot of meat from it. But, yes. You know, um, and that, that sort of brought on the point that the ones that are still... Um, pacified, I had to get rid of mm. just on the off chance they kill some of the people in my settlement because I'm trying to get 100% happiness and it's really difficult to do. So let, let, let me tangent here and, and then sort of ask you a question about Fallout 4. Go on. Um, other than this, I've I'm, played I'm, a lot of Fallout 4 recently. So. I remember having a conversation with uh, G on this matter and G was profoundly disappointed with, with Fallout 4. Where do you rate it now? Uh, having, you, you've gone through a lot of content. Is 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 it... If it, what I'm saying is if 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 this was the first time Fallout game you played, what if it was the first one I would think ever played? I would think it'd be the definitive one. Now, yeah. my, my my playing Fallout, I started off with three. Mm. First time I got out of the vault, I got a headshot from a mile away and it annoyed me. <laughs> so at that time, I got Fable two at the same time. So I started playing that instead. And I went back to Fable three, uh, Fallout three, mm. and then I got used to it. Mm. I was just a bit more gung ho about it, and I got my butt whooped on it. For me. Fallout 3 is especially my definitive mm-hmm. it's the one I started on yep. but then after that I went on Steam and I bought the first two and I played a bit of the first one it's more like isometric Diablo style it's a CRPG isn't yeah, it yeah CRPG so it's, it's like okay I'll ask the question what's CRPG it's it's basically a term I don't know I'm making it up <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going with it it sounded good though, didn't it? classic RPG so oh, classic. It's, it's, uh, so that's what the, the two pillars of it I don't know, because I never actually played the classic RPG. The only classic RPG I've ever played is Pillars of Eternity. Right. So imagine so, uh, imagine Baldur's Gate. Mm, that's right. But it's turn-based. Yes. Okay, so it's still sort of following Dungeons yeah, and Dragons' it's, it's, rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's turn-based, but in, instead of like all your normal stats, you've got the special stats. Mm. Uh, There's a hell of a lot of reading. There's a lot of reading. A hell of a lot of and reading. If you in the first, I'll say, three... Fallout games because mm. Brotherhood was one of them. Uh, Fallout, Fallout Two, and Fallout Brotherhood. You had, I apologise, I can't remember the guy who played Hellboy, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. He narrated all the games. Mm. Yeah, he narrated them. Which uh, I started playing it, and the the, the cutscenes were a bit weird because mm. playing a game that was meant for Windows ninety eight and Windows ten isn't easy. Mm. And I heard his voice, and I went, "That's Hellboy." No, it isn't. That's what's he? What's his name? Yeah, but he also played the big bad guy Russian fella in Police Academy 7 Mission to Moscow yes you remember where they played, <laughs> it's a game yeah, they the game played, boy game they, they created a game boy game to take over the world and whenever you saw them playing a game boy game it was a game boy with no cartridge in it yeah yeah, yeah. but um, so I, I started off on 3 then I went back to the first 2 which I just couldn't do then I played New Vegas, which I'll skip over because I couldn't play that without bugging out. Yeah. 
Thank you, um, Professor. Fallout 4 is, I think it's the definitive, because you can either play a run and gun, or you can use VATS. I use VATS all the time. I, I thought have you said VATS then. VATS. Um, although I suppose the, I suppose one of the mods you could have a fart gun, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> although, speaking of which, one of the first mods I ever discovered for Fallout 4 was if you had a Fat Man, mm-hmm. which is a, a mini-nuke launcher. It it changed the mini-nukes to your son, Sean, so you fired them instead. That made me laugh. Anyway... But is it the is it the best f- fallout? Is it the best fallout? If you don't want to do base building, which you don't have to, it is the definitive. It's got everything. It's got you can cook food, which in New Vegas it was kind of hard to do because mm. it didn't explain, and that was a specific skill by itself. You had um, you've got perks in this, mm-hmm. like defined perks for each um, skill tree. Whereas Fallout Three, New Vegas, you had to put certain amount of points into perks to unlock certain ones. Mm. So if you didn't put the points in certain skill trees, you wouldn't know the perks existed. Oh, yeah, which where which is where um, like builds come in, certain build of character. That specialise in a certain thing. That's what I do on mine. It's a yes. It's a, a pistol build. Um, for me, Fallout Four is the definitive because it's got like um, base building. If you're interested in it, you've got food, um, making and creating different types of uh, drugs that you can take that'll help you at certain points. That upset stats. Um, you've got the companions done right, mm-hmm. um, and they've got like main missions and little bits, and you can. You can romance them if you fancy, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's it's all done right, but I think if you play Fallout 3 first... Mm-hmm. Which I did. And then you play New Vegas, which, which you have I... to be very patient with. Mm-hmm. And then you play Fallout 4, you'll be very nostalgic for Fallout 3. Like mm, I, I'm yeah. very nostalgic for it, but when I go back to Fallout 3, I've played that much of Fallout 4, that's a shock. And by yeah. the time I get used to Fallout 3 again, I'll go back and Fallout 4 and yeah. then it's a shock again. Yeah, Th- there's definitely... Improvements in, in in the way the game actually runs and and sort of gameplay elements, but I remember being quite disappointed with the with the way the story is and um, just well, your interaction with the, the with main problem. People. And 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 I, and I think I, I was talking to Jay about this before, and he he said one of the main problems you have with the game is any Fallout game is massive. You don't mm. have to do the main story. You can just go exploring, and that's how you get a lot of the the rich lore. You get a lot of the um, like very disturbing stories from it. Like any, yeah. any vault you go to, Vault Tech is just experimenting on people. That's the whole point. They take people, they save them from a nuclear apocalypse, but they experiment them at the same time. And there's all sorts of really creepy stories. He was he was telling me that the main problem he has with um, Fallout Four, with him being a dad himself, is that the main crux of the story is your child is stolen, your other half is shot. Yes. And your your main mission is to find your child again. Yeah. And if you do the main mission, it might take you... Because there's like certain different ways you can do the main mission. It might take you about six hours if you really rush through, if you know precisely what you're doing. Or you want to do all of it. You can do it quicker if you know what you're doing. Whereas the amount of side quests you can do hmm. is is phenomenal. The amount of things you can do, you can find different books, bobbleheads and all the rest of it. Whereas if you're taking it from a like a massive point of view, if that was you in that situation, you'd stop at nothing to find your kid. Absolutely yeah, nothing. Nothing would stop you. You would go night and day. You wouldn't sleep. You would find your kid again. You're and, right. And yeah. for him, he said the immersion was broken. 
Because you could you could do that. You could go gamble. You could go fight the company. Well, you can go to a combat ring and get a, a thingy. You could you could go fight death claws. You could go to a, a harbor somewhere. You could um, build your own vault. You could build your own robots. You know there was contraptions, things. There was all that sorts of stuff. Well, the main crux of it is your kid's been stolen from you. Your your mm. other half has been shot, and the 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 vault you're in, which is um, cryogenics, your other half. Once you opened it up opened up to, to see if they're all right because there's like 10 years between it so many years between it you're checking to make sure they're right and they're slowly dying mm. they're unconscious and they're slowly dying and you promise them i'll find them but then you could split off and do whatever i mean there is a lot of exploration in it but the story itself quite poor is isn't this a problem with almost all open world games though yeah so like... i mean there's there's, there's, a, there's a level of ed absolute agency in fallout 40 like it mm. hits you in the face you start off and it's pre-bombs mm. and then as you get into the vault you see the bomb drop mm. and then you're frozen you're told we're going to take care of you you're just going to um, we're just going to decontaminate you then you're frozen I want to take a good um point on that um, on is it a problem with all open world games and you're probably right it is but um, I felt when I played The Witcher 3 that had quite a nice solution to it because the, 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 the point of that, for those of you who haven't played it, is that... Well, I've completed it, but I only got to a certain quest. Well, let's not go through no, that. No, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it in a second. But, yeah. But, um, well, yes, the Squidgy can mention his, his, his complete walkthrough of Witcher 3 for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, it won't take more than five minutes. The, the, uh, but, uh, obviously, I'm sure everyone's aware, Geralt's trying to find Siri, and... I you, getting, you, I, after. I, only, I only played to my completion point. So. Well, he, he, he's trying to find Siri, his, right. his, his, his ward, I would suppose. Uh, but anyway, but obviously you'd expect him to be, that would be the main thrust of it, and you'd expect him to be in a hurry. Now, you end up doing other things as well as a part of it, but because you've been looking for it for so long, it, it just, he's in a hurry, but there's nothing you can do. To, to make it go faster so in that sense it feels the, the open world sort of thing where you go off and do other things seems in plausible in, yeah plausible the plot whereas when you compare it with Fallout 4 when you say oh my 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 my, my kid's been stolen oh hang on I'll just go check out this this village over here you, you wouldn't do that you, 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 cause, I'll, cause I'll just base build it, no. yeah, yeah <laughs> it doesn't make it doesn't seem to make sense in Fallout 4 but it, it's quite cleverly done which are free if, but the writing is a lot better in that though. I'll I'll I'll, I'll just go back to the Witcher three. My 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 completionist. Oh second, yeah. Fallout four. I I think that if they included, it might annoy a lot of people. But if they included, um, sort of like an aspect of like Dead Rising two, if you were timed to do certain missions, and then if you didn't do a mission, it'd be harder to to do the main story quest. So you'd have to do something different, and mm. it'd be harder. You'd take more of a tangent because you didn't talk to them in time. You know, if you had to do that kind of thing, mm. that would be good. It'd annoy a lot of people. Mm. Anyway, go back to Witcher 3. My completionist version of Witcher 3 is there is, I call it a main mission, but it's a little sub, little sub mission. And there's a little woman in the cottage. And she can't get into a cottage. And she's after a frying pan. So what you do is, you either, is it you break down the door or lockpick it, something like that? There's a way to get in, isn't there? I, th- I think you use one of your your, your, your Witcher powers. It's, it's an introduction yeah. to one of your powers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You so you use one of your Witcher powers, you get into the, the house and you find out how this guy died. 
and you get this woman a frying pan, but you also, in the process of getting it, you scrub it absolutely clean. I can't remember how, right? And you go outside and you give her this frying pan. She goes, I'll, I'll, I'll give you something. And you as your character goes, no, I don't need anything. No, you did something for me. I'm going to give you something. <laughs> and she's rooting around. She goes, oh, this is for you. And she gives you a loaf of bread. That's it. Game done. I'm done. And I helped an old woman get a frying pan. That's it. Which is three for me done. The completion of the game. That's it. I got an old woman a frying pan. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know what the DLC is about. That's absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've I've done it. That's Witcher three oh. done. Done the one ticked off the list. Uh, <laughs> so you've been playing Fallout four. I've also um, I've got something that I've been hunting for for ages on Diablo three. Now anyone anyone who has played Diablo three, no. anyone who's played Diablo three, especially for when it was originally out on PC, and I'm not going to go back for how long that is. And I've got Diablo three on PC. I've got the three sixty version. Then I got the next gen console version, and then I got all the different versions. And the further it's got on, it's it's if you know how to do it, it's easier to farm epic stuff. Mm. But one thing in particular is really difficult to find. And if you go on YouTube, the people who do like explanations and how to do stuff, every one of them's got the same thing. It's it's a pair of cosmic wings, mm-hmm. and it's um, if you imagine a picture of space with all the stars and all the rest of it, and it's slightly purple and it looks really nice and glittery. The you, you have like a, an aesthetic in the game that's called wings and you can have like um, depending on if you've got certain things so there's like blizzard only things and then game exclusive so you've got like mercy wings from overwatch you've got um, like bone wings from the necromancer pack and all the rest of it this is a pair of cosmic wings and it's so hard to find you have to find a portal from a goblin which only turns up very rarely to a place called Whimsy Shire, I think it is. I might be wrong. And what? And when you go into that, it's um, it's a very cutesy place, kind of like if you imagine Care Bears, very cutesy mushrooms with eyes, that kind of thing. And if you go to the map, it's all it looks like it's been drawn by a child. And all your enemies are like flowers that are, are tiny little flowers that attack you, teddy bears and unicorns, right? And when you kill the teddy bears and unicorns, like vivisection and all the rest of it, and what you're essentially trying to do is trying to get to between 50 to 70 of these poles, which only show up roughly once every two weeks of playing. Right? And you're looking for a, a pony called Princess Twinkle, I think it is. And I was playing it the other day. I was trying to resource gather to upgrade my equipment. And my character, because I'm rocking a demon hunter, I stay on the edges and I fire. And then I keep going. Because I've set it up where I can just fire and forget. And I noticed last second it said Princess Twinkle. And I was sat in my, uh, Sparkle Twinkle, whatever it was. Sat in my chair and I went, no, no, this can't be it. And then there was an orange an, an orange drop with a line to it. And I ran over and I grabbed it. And when you get something like Wings or a pet, it asks you to confirm it to your account. Hmm. And I went into where the Wings was and it says Cosmic Wings. Do you want to confirm it to the account? I smashed the ear button that fast and that hard. I think I nearly broke the pad. Yes, yes, do it. At which point I immediately... Gave G a text and said, "Guess what I just got?" <laughs> and he, it was just a, a string of abuse that I got in return. <laughs> but I'll, I'll just, I'll just put it into context how long I've been searching for this. So, twelve million things killed in game, twenty-five hours, twenty-five days worth of in game time playing it exclusively. That's like in the game playing twenty-five days. 12 million things killed to find these pairs of wings. Do you know that? I, I had a smile that started from one side of my head at the back and it went to the other. And it didn't It didn't go for four hours. I was that absolutely over the moon to find it. Not that I'm not... Um, Downplay. Pleased with your achievement. Yeah. Which it is. But that's 24 hours that could be spent 
Improved. 25 days. 25, so I apologise, yeah. 25 <laughs> days um, spent improving... Uh, uh, I'm not playing Factorio. A belt system in Factorio to make it more <laughs> that's, efficient. That's how, that's how I want <laughs> you to do it, not me. <laughs> We'd sit down. Oh, you know, but yes, anyway, yes but this, yeah, this, yeah. this is probably running into part three, but should I mention the Sega Saturn? What we'll do, right? Get a, a screenshot of your character with those cosmic wings, put it in the show notes. So check the show notes. Go to awfullytellers.rocks and check the show notes. If you're in your podchaser, push the click here button to, and it will load the show notes because you've got to see this character because it looks pretty bloody cool. That with the 20th, um, 20th anniversary StarCraft 2 little battle cruiser as a, a pet. Exactly, right? Yeah. What I need oh, yeah, the battle cruiser's cool, isn't it? Little you like need additional cruiser. pylons. That's it. I need you to construct <laughs> additional pylons. Okay, so that was part two of our discussion with Chief um, about all sorts of video game stuff. That should have been pretty fun for you. It was for us. Uh, we have a third part to this conversation. Woo! So remember to come back in, in a week or so's time and get part three of this conversation because it's loads of fun and we talk about all sorts of stuff. Um, but in the meantime, remember to check out waffling-tailors.rocks. Check out wherever you've got this podcast from, whether it's from our Libsyn page or whether it's from... Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podchaser, iTunes, sorry, Apple Podcasts. They don't like you calling it that. Apple oh. Podcasts. Um, we are on Google Podcasts as well. So that's pretty blooming sweet. Yeah, we're blowing everywhere. Waffling Taylors all over the planet. So, yes, we're also on Twitter at Waffling Taylors. We're on Facebook. Go to the Facebook page, hit the search button, type in Waffling Taylors. You'll notice the icon. Click through there. We've got all sorts of stuff on those channels that are not on the blog. We also have the blog, rocks. Check out all of those things. And remember to come back in a week t- in a week's time to get at part three of this very special episode. In the meantime, waffle on. Waffle on. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GK. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. See the show notes for more details.